after 4 o'clock. Oh, it's a classic old song. I haven't had this one in a while. I love it. Killing it. We have uh, Brandon back at the uh, station learning the ropes because uh, this is Connor. Uh, Connor will be taking a few days off. He's got the big W coming up very soon for the con man. Uh, I haven't seen him, so... I can't say if he's stressing or not, not or, or not, Strutty. We'll see. Um, he hasn't went out and purchased a lot of San Diego, or I guess uh, L.A. Chargers jerseys, which is usually uh, his way of like comfort food. So he hasn't done <laughs> any of that. So maybe maybe he's doing all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So looking forward to it. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Let's get to help me understand or tell me I'm wrong. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit. Stay cool all summer long. LegacyHeating.ca The Jason Greger Show presents Tell Me I'm Wrong. So there's something that I think every person listening Struds, Brandon, Connor, everybody we all have, there's one thing well there's many things, but there's definitely one thing that we all purchase at some point. It varies at different stage of your life, but you always do it. And Tell Me I'm Wrong I don't think there's an like a, a material thing that you buy that you like clothing that makes you feel more awesome than a new pair of runners. You don't want to call it kicks. I don't care what you call it. But when you get like when you were a kid and you got your new runners, how many you put your new runners on and you're oh god, I'm faster, right? I'm faster. It's always the the running joke now is when you're an adult, no one ever asks you if you're faster or not, which is really disappointing. But still. I uh, went out and I needed some new shoes, and so I went shopping uh, with my, you know, it's all smoky, so we had nothing to do. So my son and I, we went shopping around, and I found these Saucony, and they're, they're green shoes. I love the color of them, but it's more the comfort, very spongy and soft. Went for a walk. Honestly, I think I was walking faster. It was probably because I was floating. It was unreal. So tell me I'm wrong. There's no, just clothing alone. If I include clothing, you want to include a coat, whatever, running shoes, Nothing makes you feel better and cooler when you get a new pair of kicks. <laughs> How did I know that you were going to go with this? I saw your post, and you know your posts are always kind of interesting. This one, I'm like, this will be a tell me wrong or whatever. Some point, I'm with you because I tend to be pretty conservative when it comes to my look. Like I wear jeans, um, you know, I wear. I don't have a lot of color. Like I'm not, I'm not going out there and ripping off all these crazy colors. It's pretty conservative. But the one thing I do like is shoes. And I, I went into a store and I bought a pair of Nikes. They're pink and they, it looks like they've been splashed. I saw them like this is, these things are calling to me. So I wear what? them like, oh, oh, they're like, oh, strutty. They were snapping when they saw them. And when I coach, I love to wear them because I wear all black. I wear the black, well, blue jeans and then usually a black jacket I wear when I coach in these pink shoes. Bang, bang, just screaming at you and i love it greg so i i mean, think i want to do is every year i'm gonna go in and just look around and buy a pair like of kind of out there shoes because i really have nothing else that's out there like i don't i got you know like you wear pretty colorful glasses you know someday i'll probably have the, i'll be into the glasses unfortunately probably pretty soon but the shoes is one thing i think you can go so i'm 100 percent with you man i loved your post and i didn't want to comment because i figured we were coming back at it cons yeah, I actually saw a Strutty come into the studio once, and he's wearing some purple and black Jordans, and I was pretty impressed oh, by yeah. it. Uh, what? Good-looking shoes. Like where, I haven't seen these pink yeah. shoes ever, Strutty. Did you just purchase these? 
I just got them maybe two months okay. ago. But the Jordans I bought, I've got a guy. I you know I got a guy. You know yeah. that I okay, go to there. and I got. I, what are you wearing a trench coat too now? You're wearing yeah. an Adidas pull-up shirt with some sweatpants. Hey, I got a guy. Got a guy. I do. I don't want to tell him who my guy is, but I got a guy, and I do have two pairs of sick uh, kind of Jordans that I, I don't wear the one too much. They're high tops. I think for me, I'm pretty big guy. Right, so you put high tops on. It looks like I'm wearing like canoes, right? So I like the lower cut shoes. Um, <laughs> that's my own insecurity, obviously. So that's that's not. If anyone else wears them and you're a big guy, fine. But I just. I don't know, like I used to play with the Rangers. I go and look at the Knicks shoes and these. They're huge. They look like canoes, right? And then so I always have this thing now, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to look like my feet are huge. They're already big. I don't need to scream it to the world. Say, look how big my feet are, everybody. My hands are huge too. You know what I mean? Like it's just oh, yeah. You know what they say about big feet, Strutty? Big shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you guys? Connor? Yeah, well, I was gonna say, so I I, I do like your shoes, Strutty. And I, I will agree with you guys. The uh, the Nike store in, was it South Common, whatever, that's like my kryptonite. I can't go in there anymore because I'll just buy a new pair of Air Max 90s and, you know, I, I just don't need them. Uh, it is fun, though, because, I mean, this is the time of year where you can actually wear those nice shoes and you don't have to worry about getting them totally nasty. The streets are clean. So I feel like everyone's got the shoes they might have accumulated in the winter and now you're busting them out. So, yeah, I love it. It's a great thrill to get new shoes. And we got some people in the building that are, uh, what are they, sneakerheads, as they call themselves. So they always get yeah. noticed when you come into the building with new shoes. So we, we went to, uh, have you guys ever had Reclette, by the way? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So we went to our neighbor's. Uh, Classic uh, people. Yeah, uh, Sean's house. Yes, he has a Reclette. And oh, yeah, of course he will. Um, so anyway, I know my son and, and, and their kids were playing around. And all of a sudden, my son comes down and he's like, Dad, do you know how many pairs of shoes Sean has? I'm like, no. He's got like 70 pairs of runners. And some of them are still in the box. They're like limited editions. He used to be in the clothing industry. And so he's got like, and I went, I haven't checked it out yet, but now I'm really curious. Because I was just like, oh my, imagine, like that's the one thing. I mean, like you have a good pair of shoes. And like I've seen people, like I, I know some people that have had a fair amount of pair of shoes, but never that many. And yeah. and he and he keeps them like in pristine condition, and so now I'm kind of curious because I just watched Air by the way on the weekend, the Michael like the the Nike Michael Jordan deal that went down. It's phenomenal movie by the way. I really enjoyed kind of the backstory of it and everything like that. And you know I really not only did they like it was a a little bit of a a, a, a gamble I guess on Jordan's part. But, you know, and, and Nike gave him a, a, a deal that no one else did at that point because he got a portion of their sales. And, and that changed the whole industry. And really, like, for Michael Jordan's parents and whoever, it sounds like, you know, his mom was a big part of it. But for them to ask for that and get it changed everything. And in, in the, uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for people, but the, at the end when they're talking about what their expectations were and then what happened, it's mind-blowing to me but they were going through those original shoes and and i look at it now straight if like i'm not a collector of anything but the one thing i could collect is shoes i'm not sure i would ever get them but that's the one thing because i'm like well i could wear them and they would always look cool like any type of new pair of shoes looks pretty good yeah and those those jordans i mean those are so iconic right you just when i think of like running shoes or about like those are the ones that i, I you know i guess it's my age too you know maybe people would 
a little bit younger would think of something different, but they're they're so iconic. And um, the the problem I have with fancy shoes is I don't want to get them dirty. So we're kind of limited here. You know, you kind of got springs a little bit greasy. Winter, that's a little tough, right? You kind of it's got to be cold enough that you your shoes aren't going to get wet. You know, with the, the slop, but also not so cold that you're walking you know five kilometers and your toes are frozen. So. That's the only challenge. I don't like to work shoes inside the house. You know, I like to show off my socks. So, yeah, it's kind of a tricky, tricky thing. But I'm with you, man. I, I love the shoes. And also, I'm surprised Sean is classy enough to have Raclette. Must be his partner. <laughs> well, she is a doctor. So, ah, th- there it is. And no disrespect, yeah. Sean intended, but that's yeah, how yeah. I feel. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I have to say sunglasses for me. Oh, yeah. I like a pair of shades. I like it. But see, I have prescription shades now. And so I have, and I, I'll say this if you were ever somebody who used to lose your sunglasses all the time, just get a pair of prescription ones. Because I've never lost them. Ever. Yeah. And I've had, like, I actually had, like, I've had the frames. I've had my, um, I've changed my prescription on them a few times because I love them. They're Maui Gyms or a real, uh, you know, a uh, uh, doctor. I put that in parentheses, Scott. Um, uh, I got them from uh, from him, and they're unbelievable. Like I do love them, but like I don't have multiple. But like I have quite a few pairs of glasses, but not shades. But I can see how like a good pair of shades. But when I was younger, man, like I don't know how many. Like I get a good uh, sunglasses, and then God, you'd lose them. Oh, it was the worst. Like the yeah. worst. Uh, that it's such a racket. It's good. It's smart. Like how many people have gone? You know, you get the like the the fake Ray Bans or whatever. The the Aviator shades are like ten bucks at the gas station. And you're like, yeah, we're rocking these. You go on a golf trip, and by the end of the golf trip, you've lost them. <laughs> All right, they're fine. I I love that move. Here's here's a sad text. I think we should recognize Hammer Hank from Red Deer. Struds, I hear I was 13 years old with a size 13 shoe. Thought I was gonna be tall. Nope, five nine. Still look like Ron McDonald. Laugh out loud. I feel it, buddy. That sounds like tough because it's Size tough, right? You have those big feet, Oof. and you always get to five nine. That's like I wonder that's if, like, if 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 you have big feet and you're short, can you run faster, or does it just slow you down? Well, it's like running in flippers. I think it's hard, right? Those are. Well, it's I would hard think to get so. You got some snowshoes on you. No, it's tricky. Tricky. Well, like, I'd like to know what Usain Bolt. Like, how big are his feet? I'm curious. I wonder if there's any connection to like proportion of your feet to your height. Does that make a difference in your speed, runners? I'm very curious. Like, are 5'10 guys, are they average feet or do they have bigger feet? Because, obviously, if you push off on your toes, you generate more speed. So, I just wonder. Never looked into that. I have no idea. I've never, I've never even read an article about it. Probably because maybe it doesn't matter. But now I'm curious. Hey, guys, remember when you were young and you thought new shoes made you run faster? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 unholy goalie. What do you mean when you were young? I'll tell you right now. I put the socks knees on, fastest kilometer I ran in a long time. Killed it. A little I bit more sponge shoes, in them. Well, the same is true with golf shoes. I just got a recently got a new pair of golf shoes. Man, I feel like I hit it real out of those things. Oof. Well, it's probably because you got happen. spikes again. Yeah, well, it, now they do, people are almost wearing running shoes, right? So it's a little Yeah, the running shoes with it. That's like the old sharks. We had a, yeah, a buddy of ours nicknamed Bolts. And uh, he used to wear the Sharks all the time. Yeah, I bet. Like, all the time. They were terrible, but he wore them. I, I think he might have had six pairs of Sharks. Just kept rotating. Six pair. Jeez. Hey, guys, That's new much. shoes do make you faster. That's a fact. I would agree. Hey, guys, what about a new hat? I definitely have a collection. 
I'm into hats too, man. You know what? I could see that. You get a new Tam, a bowler. Whew. It depends. Maybe you're just going old school. You just want the new, you know, like just a new hat. Now you got the flat brim. Maybe you mix it in an old school curve. I know. I know some of the kids are like, you can't wear a curved hat. I'm like, why not? All depends. What looks good on you? Some people look better in the curve than the flat rim. It all depends. It's difficult. That's it's difficult to have a flat brimmed hat. Why? You don't like? Have you ever tried? Well, you got a pretty big melon. So is that why? Yeah. Again, okay. it's just like the shoes. It's just such a – that brim is so huge. You could set up a bar on top of my, my brim. is so big, right? It's different. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, you're going to see Michael Block wearing the Jordan golf shoes this weekend. Incredible pair of kicks from Ben. Hey, what about that Michael Block story? Oh, Good for him. Story. Here's the thing. So he accepts the invitation for this weekend. Is it going to ruin it? What if, it, like, is what if he's just average, right? What if you would have kept the myth going for a full calendar year till the next year PGA Championship? Yeah, crazy. What, but it's also once in a lifetime. You probably can't turn down if you're a golfer. I don't think you yeah. can turn that down, right? I don't see how you can. I loved his reaction when he hit the home, uh, the home run, the hole in one, the hole in one. Like it was so special. Like that. What a memory yeah. for him. So he's like Rory, and I like it. Rory, did that go in? He just wanted to I keep know. this hard, right? <laughs> Rory, did that go in, Rory? Oh, it was awesome. He's 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 asking his caddy, Rory McIlroy, if it went in. <laughs> that was so good. Got a lot of people text in. For them, it's ball caps. A lot of ball cap wears. I can understand it. Hey, guys, I would agree with Gregor, but if you did the best feeling, it's a new pair of socks from M Beats. Oh, good point. You think? Yeah. Ah, I do fine. like it. Because they're what? They're clean? Fresh? I don't know. Hey, guys, I have a massive melon as well. You can't wear straight brims the way you wear curved hats. The brim's got to be pointed a little bit more up to avoid that massive line on the forehead. <laughs> hey, guys, I wear flat brim backwards, curved brim forwards. There you go. Mix it up. Quick break. Uh, when we return, Ooh, we, we've got um, we've got a few texts coming in on the size of feet for sprinters. Oof, we'll get to some science behind that and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4:30. Jason Gregor, Jason Strudwick, Connor Halley with you. Also, along for the ride, newest member of the show, uh, Brandon Douglas, joining us. As let's get to the playoff report, brought to you by Tenacore. Do you have an upcoming plant shutdown? Worried about getting a replacement part or new piece of equipment? You need it rushed? We'll call the team at Tenacore to source and supply what you need, when you need it, where you need it. Go to Tenacore.com. That's two N's in Tenacore. And uh, tonight, Game 3, Western Conference Final. The Vegas Golden Knights hoping to match Florida and uh, win three in a row. Meanwhile, Dallas is looking for their uh, first victory of what has been a very close series with uh, Vegas winning both games in overtime. Jesse Granger joins us, beat reporter for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, uh, Jesse, I guess let's start. Uh, Stevenson, is he out? Well, we're going to find out. Um, he obviously wasn't feeling great this morning. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he's under the weather, so that's why they held him out of morning skate. Uh, Cassidy, to be honest, sounded pretty optimistic. I mean, he, he said right. the plan is for him to play. We'll see what happens. 
Um, I will say this, the way they the way they skated their lines in morning skate um, suggests that they're planning just in case he can't play because it wasn't simply a fill-in for Stevenson. They did mix up the lines as if they're planning for him to not be there. Um, so I really don't know if he's going to play. We're going to find out here in warm-ups uh, in a little bit. Obviously, in the previous series, the uh, the Empton Oilers were really pounding on Mark Stone's back. Has there been any long term uh, anything you've seen from that that maybe wear and tear from that previous series heading into this one? Uh, no, and actually, I was talking to Mark this morning about it, um, and he mentioned that Dallas hasn't been uh, cross checking him quite as much as as Winnipeg and, and Edmonton did. He, he's definitely noticed less of that. Um, he also mentioned that that could be because they've been on the power play less. Um, there haven't been many penalties called in these first two games against Dallas. So um, that's kind of where he does his work in front of the net is on the power play. And obviously in front of the net is where you get cross-checked. So um, I think that has played its role. But he, he said he feels good. Um, he, he's I, He has given us no reason to believe that he's having any issues with his back. Um, to this point, it seems like it's holding up well. He's been in good spirits. He hasn't missed a minute of practice time. Um, whether it's been morning skates, off-day skates, whenever. He's been on the ice when the team's been on the ice. So uh, no reason to believe that there's anything going on with his back. Um, he, he looks to be in, in, in full health right now. You look at that that line, of course, that has scored huge goals, the overtime winners. And, you know, hey, Brett Howden, get a little lucky, just put it in front of the net, and good things happen uh, for you. But I look at Dallas and – I think Vegas, again, has done a good job in, in really limiting the quality chances again. Hill's been solid, but he's been far from being called upon to be spectacular. It's not like he's Bobrovsky or anything right now. Um, what is Vegas doing well that's limiting the quality chances of Dallas through two games? Yeah, I agree with you. They don't they don't ask a lot from their goalies. They, they've done it all year long, and that's why they've gotten away with playing five different goalies, and none of them were particularly uh, <laughs> uh, heralded coming into this season, and they've gotten away with it because their defense doesn't allow high-danger chances from the slot. They, they obviously have a really good blue line, um, Petrangelo and Theodore and Martinez and McNabb, and, and they've got a really strong bottom pairing with White Cloud and Haig. That's a huge part of it, but... I think more than anything, it's the system they're running with Bruce Cassidy. This tight zone shell that they run around the house. They don't allow passes through that middle area. They allow their goalie to see everything. It's coming from the outside. It makes it easy. As long as the goalie handles his rebounds well, he doesn't have too much to deal with. And so far, Hill has done a really good job of controlling those rebounds, whether it's absorbing them or kicking them to the corners. Um, so I think a combination of having a really talented blue line um, they, they have some very good defensive forwards. William Carlson's been great. Riley Smith's always reliable. Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, Jack Eichel's been very good in his own end. So I think you combine all that with the system Bruce Cassidy runs, and it, it makes life easy on the goalie for sure. Talking all things uh, Vegas Golden Knights with uh, Jesse Granger from The Athletics. Jesse, you brought up his name, Jack Eichel. A lot, you know, comes in, a lot of fanfare with him. And his first playoffs, you know, what, what pass would you give him or what mark would you give uh, Jack Eichel thus far through three rounds of the playoffs? I'd give him full marks. Uh, we'll go an A. Um, he's he's been very good. I Whoa. think, and 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 just this last game to me showed he didn't even score in it, but it showed me more about the progression of Jack Eichel as a player than any other game. And he he leads the team in points. Um, he's third in the playoffs amongst players that are still uh, playing in points behind Rupe Hintz and, and Matthew Kachuk. So he's he's putting up numbers on on the on the score sheet. But to me, 
when you when you hear his detractors in Buffalo and they they, they mention where he fell short and, and and honestly even the first two seasons here in Vegas there were times when things weren't going well and you say okay nothing's working right now things aren't going well we need the ten million dollar player to be the guy that drags us out of it and and I think there were times in Buffalo that maybe the fans wanted him to be able to do that better than he did. And, and there were times last year when Vegas was banged up and you wanted Eichel to kind of put him on his back and carry him, and he didn't. Game two against Dallas was a perfect example of him turning that corner. Dallas was checking really well. They were moving the puck out of their zone. They weren't spending any time in the defensive zone. They weren't allowing Vegas to get going on the rush. Basically, nothing was happening in that game. I mean, the Golden Knights had 10 shots in the first two periods. Yeah. And it was Jack Eichel who really took, the, took it upon himself to – be aggressive with the puck. He was more assertive. He kind of drove the defensemen back, put them on their heels, and then he ends up making that assist to Jonathan Marshall in the last couple minutes that is obviously the huge game-tying goal. But to me, it was that whole third period. He was the guy that was trying to drive the bus for them, and that's, that's what you want out of him. Jesse Granger joins us, 7th at Sports Theater, TSN 1260. You look at Dallas and... You know they're they're going to have to get to Aiden Hill, I think, if they're going to want to win this series. Um, obviously, they got Jake Ottinger. So, and and last game, they were in complete control of that game, Jesse. And Ryan Suter's giveaway, and that might have been one of the worst nonchalant, lackadaisical plays I've seen from a veteran with two minutes to go in a one-goal game. And then afterwards, he's like, "Well, you saw what happened." Like he just, I can see I, the rumors of why he wasn't liked in his former dress room really panned out to me in that play and then his post game interview. What, what did you make of that play and then the reaction by him after the game? Yeah, it was it was a pretty brutal play. Uh, not just the the turnover when he sent it up the boards to Barbashev, but the fact that he didn't cover Marcia so in front of the net and was just kind of standing there when the goal happened. It was a pretty brutal play. But I will say that. When you control a game the way the Stars controlled that game and give up basically nothing, it, it hurts to to control a game that well and be one mistake away from overtime, right? Like, yeah. you, if, if you control a game and defend defend as well as the Stars did in that game, you've got to find a way to score a goal or two to, to give yourself some cushion to where you're not one mistake away from losing the game, which is exactly what happened to them. So, yes, it was a brutal play by Suter. Um, inexcusable. Can't happen, especially from a veteran like that in, a, in that moment. But at the same time, I think if the Stars are going to if, – if they can control play again tonight and defend the Golden Knights the way they did in that game, you, you can't put yourself where you're one mistake away from overtime. Yeah, that's totally fair. Like, eventually, that you got to score. So, you look to Hintz. Now, you know, he's got 22 points in the playoffs. He's played pretty well. Robertson, obviously, I think they want more consistency from him. They've done a good job of limiting that, limiting that Dallas line. But have you seen anything? You mentioned the first two periods, Vegas had nothing going. So, Dallas was obviously happy with how they were playing defensively. But who or what do you see Dallas having to do different to generate some offense? Um, getting in front of the net better, and, and, and they've got the guys to do it, right? Joe Pavelski, like maybe the best of this generation at getting in front of the net and creating havoc and getting tips and finding rebounds. Um, I don't think they've done as much of that as they'd like in the first two games, and I think I think being at home will help them with the matchups. You mentioned the line of Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson, and, and they had to play quite a bit against William Carlson, and, and Carlson has been shutting whoever he plays down in this in this postseason. I mean, we saw it in the second round against Edmonton. Jay Woodcroft avoided Connor McDavid against him. That's how well defensively uh, William Carlson's playing right now. At home, Bruce Cassidy was able to get Carlson on that 
dangerous top line as much as he could. I would expect coming here to Dallas, I would expect Pete to avoid Pete DeBoer to avoid that matchup and maybe get hints out there against some easier lines and, and maybe you see that line get going a little more. One last one for you, Jesse. When you look at at kind of like the middle guys on both sides here, we haven't seen like Marsha so showing up when it needs to be the uh, the Stone Line scored both overtime winners. It's, so far, it's been kind of your hey, your best players have to be your best players, and that's been the case for Vegas in the series. But uh, you know, w- William Carlson, of course, it had produced as well. Is, is there anybody on that Vegas lineup that you feel is due? to break out based on maybe doing a lot of things right but not getting anything to show for it in the score? Well, it's, it's, so it's interesting because Petrangelo, immediately what comes to mind is Alex Petrangelo. Um, the thing is, the, the way Bruce Cassidy runs this team, he doesn't involve the defense super heavily in the offense. So maybe it's I – I wouldn't say he's due, but I do think that Petrangelo has been really good in this postseason. He's defended a lot. He's played a lot of minutes. He's, he's taken on really tough matchups. I think – Maybe whether it's the power play or, or at, maybe at even strength. I think they can get more from him and Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore has, to be honest, not been himself. He hasn't been very good in these playoffs. Um, he did have a little spark there at the end of that game, and he did have the assist on the game winner um, that, that Stevenson scored. He was the one that fired the, the shot. Maybe that gets Theodore going. They could really use some more offense out of him. He's been one of their best offensive weapons for the last six years, and he just has been completely absent offensively um, in the playoffs. So, I would say if there's someone on this team that has more to give, it's their two top defensemen. Awesome stuff, Jesse. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the uh, the game tonight. Should be a good atmosphere in Dallas. Yep, should be fun. Thanks for having me, guys. That's uh, Jesse Granger joining us from The Athletic. Writes for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, hey, their top two lines of getting it done. Dallas just simply has to score more. And no offense, like it's Aiden Hill. But I give a lot of credit to Vegas defense. They don't give up a ton. And so you don't necessarily need a, a world-class goalie when you're not giving up multiple grade-A chances. He's been good enough when called upon. But I, I look for Dallas to, to find a way to generate. If they don't generate more offense tonight, it's that simple. Series is over. But if they can find a way maybe to, to get a pulse offensively, maybe they can make this a series. We'll see. We'll return. Uh, Struds will uh, join us next on Empty Sports Theater, TSN 1260. You're listening to Jason Greger. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Jason Struds. Connor Halley with you. The Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. $55 million is up for grabs tonight. Go to PlayAlberta.ca. Get your tickets for Lotto Max, single-game betting, casino. they got it all. Your one-stop shop for some fun. Also, you can text us, 10-12-60. Email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor at tsn1260.ca. Where, a uh, reminder, Jiffy Lube, they love to support local, so you support them. And uh, when you come in for your full synthetic oil change, uh, they will send you on your way with a $20 gift card to support local businesses. It's jiffylubeservice.ca. A lot of texts. Hey, guys, I know scientifically bodies with longer legs than torso run faster. It's due to the center of gravity being higher. Increases the torque output from the center of the gravity being higher from the middle of the body weight. Yeah, we've seen that for sure. Uh, it's like for some players, if you have the long torso, short legs, it's just you're only going to get so fast. This is kind of how you go. So we'll uh, see how that is. Uh, hey, guys, uh, the other thing Strutty really likes is a new can. That is true. <laughs> Didn't do it often enough. <laughs> It's very true. Very true. Let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by our good friends 
at the brick. And of course, uh, Noli's have the does the brick have the best deals on indoor furniture? They also have what you need to make your perfect patio, outdoor dining, conversation, sectional sets, barbecues, outdoor TVs, and more. Check it out right now at the brick and the brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, we'll tie in a little Oilers talk here to start it off. If you're Oilers GM Ken Holland, you're sitting in the office, uh, what are a couple items on your to-do list as you head towards free agency, the draft, and the offseason? Well, I think, I think I've got to figure out my, my situation with my UFAs and my RFAs. You know, A, do I want to bring all the UFAs back? Or am I interested in a couple? Are they interested in coming back? And then to connect with, uh, you know, Clem Shady, whatever his name is, and then obviously Bouchard and kind of figure out what those, how those negotiations might look or might start. At least that gets you started in the right direction. Then you can go from there. I think the items on your to-do list ah, it's, I don't think it's major let's be real here now you're, you're just looking to say okay I think the major issue is to target which depth players for free agents you can go sign to value contracts who are some players that you're like okay what, what do the orders need I think the orders need some more right shot forwards and so they have to make their decision on Kyler Yamamoto I'd be surprised if he's back. That's just me. When I look at a cap situation, cap and value matters. Can Kyler Yamamoto play in the NHL? 100%. Could he score 15 goals? I think he could. But at $3.1 million, it doesn't make a lot of sense in Edmonton. So I think you have to go out there and say, okay, who are some some bottom six guys that are you know cheap forwards? That's what your to-do list is. So when you get to free agency, you know exactly where you're going. Question number two for Flames' new GM, Craig Conroy. Uh, what do you think the biggest task is for him this offseason? Oh, well, I think he would like to find out where he stands with his UFAs who are one year away. He's got like seven players, and they're all pretty important players on that team. So where are they going to go from here? I, I don't see them going massively big game hunting. And if some of those players say they don't want to be here, I think Craig Conroy is going to trade him this summer rather than have them walk as UFAs next year. So he'll want to he'll want to know more what his roster is at the start of the year. I think he even said in his press conference he learned from the Goudreau situation. Not saying anything, these guys are Goudreau, but Lindholm, what, if Lindholm says, you know what, I don't want to be here, like a Matthew Kachuk, not saying he's going to get you the return of Matthew Kachuk, but then I think you've got to go out there and make a move rather than potentially wait till next year and then Lindholm walks. I think overall, you know, I went to a practice down there, the Flames. This, the joy, there was no joy there, right? I mean, it was a tough season. I, it was just a mess. So they got to find a way to get joy back in that dress room. That'll probably start with whoever coach that, whatever coach they bring in. And I'm sure he sees that as a need. And the second part to that is get a little more speed and juice through their lineup. They, you know, and he, I think he talked about that today, but there's just, there's quite a few older players, uh, not a lot of younger players. And I, I think that's, something they have to look at. And I, I, I'm i not sure I'd bring back any of their UFAs for, from this year, Grace, not not the ones going into next year. Question three. What are the chances that LeBron James actually were to retire this offseason? Uh, I think it's pretty low. Yeah, I, I think it's – I'm with you, man. I, I I think it's unlikely. He's he's always thinking legacy. I, I, I just can't see it. And he wants to play the son. I mean, who wouldn't? God, I'd still be playing if I could have played my son in the NHL. Don't rule out the NHL, though. 
<laughs> Question number four for you guys. The NFL introduced a new rule. So if you fair catch off a kickoff, uh, the result will be possession at the 25-yard line. So I want to ask you guys this. Pretend you're, uh, oh, I don't know, Devin Hester. You're lined up. You catch the ball in the 10-yard line. Would you return it, or are you calling for a fair catch? Here's the thing. Now, I guess there's the odd kickoff that's caught inside the 5 or the 10. But all this is doing is now kickers are for sure going to kick it out of the end zone. Why not just start at the 20 and stop wasting time? See, I think it depends on the situation. And I agree with Craig there. I think it depends on the situation. Like, where is your, you know, what's the game situation? You need to take a risk to try to get further than the 25-yard line. So I think it will be situational. I was hoping you'd say you just go for it every single time. That's what that's what I want in my returner. Don't think, just go. <laughs> well, hundred percent. Well, you got to look and say, okay, how many? T- I'm sure they have all the numbers on this and say, okay, if you catch it at the ten, yeah. how often do you get tackled before the twenty-five? If it's like twenty-five percent, run it back every time. Special teams coach is not happy with this one. Uh, final question for you guys today. It is National Lucky Penny Day. I know pennies are harder to come by now more than ever, uh, but do you now or have you ever had a lucky charm? Not that I really remember. I don't think I ever... I'm sure I have at some point, but... Yeah, I mean, one time I grew a mustache and we didn't lose for, like, you know, we had an unbeaten streak of, I think, around 10 games, so I kept it on, but I wouldn't say it made me look very good. So, no, I I don't really think I have had one, Greg. So what about you? No, I'm not. I'm not a superstitious person at all. Um, I have clothes that I like to wear, but I would go out without them. If like if all of a sudden, you know what? If uh, my favorite shirt was dirty and I hadn't washed it, I'd survive. So no, I've never had uh, anything that I've deemed as a lucky charm. I'm, I'm not not really. I don't really. Not that hey, you know what? For me, I've never really thought about it. Like oh, if I do this and I've had success, I got to do it again. I don't really think of that. So no. Connor, you strike me as the kind of guy that has, like, a lucky shoehorn or something he brings around with him. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I, confession, I had a Anaheim Ducks hat that I used to, to wear. Like, if I had to go to soccer or whatever, wear that, that lucky hat to the games. But that that's probably about it. Never really carried that on to, you know, the teenage or the adult years. Would have been cool, though, to have a lucky charm. Oh, well, if it was frosted lucky charms, Ooh. magically delicious. Even better. Wow. Stride, I'm surprised you never had one. Joking, of course. So. Yeah, I, 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 maybe I should have. I don't know. I guess there's always an opportunity to change it, but I don't know. I did a lot of things in the same order. That's for sure. So, you like, when you got dressed, you put your left sock on first? Yeah, like, always, like, my skates, uh, always from left to right, you know, stuff like that. That was my That was my big thing. So what if you had a bad game? Did you suddenly change how you went? No, it was always consistent. Because you got it's not you can't just change for one game, right? Or even like a little bit of time. You you just keep doing the same thing. It's just part of the preparation. I don't think it's superstition. It's just a pattern. Like if most people looked at it, they do the same thing every day when they get up, kind of the same order of things. It's not like you get up and one day you brush your teeth, you know, an hour later than normal. You just kind of it's 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 a repetition. You want to be in there and in, in the zone. So yeah, I. I I don't count that as anything uh, superstitious. just the way I did it. All right. Strutty, have yourself a lovely Tuesday. We will uh, chat to you tomorrow. Can't wait.
We got a lot of text. Some of you are very into uh, lucky, lucky charms. Hey, Gregor, ever go to a bingo hall? That's where you'll see the people who believe in luck. Oh, I've seen it. I remember uh, working the bingo halls many times. And one time I accidentally knocked a lady's troll over. And, like, I thought we I thought we were going to come to blows. Like, I couldn't believe. Like, she was intensely upset. And I was and like, I was like, I'm really sorry, man. I'm like, I didn't know. Like, I was reaching over to, to you know, I think I was handing out the, uh, I can't remember which bingo card it was, whatever is back in the old LeDuc bingo hall. And <laughs> one of her trolls knocked down. Like, I didn't even notice it. I think I was turning away from the table and I hit it and it flopped over and she just freaked out. And at first I thought like, oh, did I forget to give her like her bingo thing? That's what I thought she was upset about. You knocked my troll over. You know, and she wanted me to pay for all of her stuff because she wanted to start from scratch because she firmly believed that she could not win now. That somehow the troll falling over had ruined all of her cosmic positive energy. Like it was a, like I remember the bingo hall manager had to come over and I was like, dude, like I, I guess I touched it, but come on. So that was, uh, that was the most intense I'd ever seen a person. Cause I, part of me is cause I just don't believe in it. I was like, I was trying to be empathetic at first, but then I'm like, okay, we've reached the point of lunacy now. Like, come on. But hey, she was ready to go, cons. If I had to, I would have. I really have a choice. I wouldn't want to. Like, you know, she's a smoker though. She probably would have been pretty tough. So you might have been swarm too. No, that's true too. Yeah, those bingo hall people. Yeah, well, together. you know what? We had the uh, our, our our hockey team was doing it. So we had a few other guys around. <laughs> so you know what? Although, let's be real here. If they saw you getting beat on by a few older ladies, they would just sat back and watched. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Like I remember, like they would always ask, "Can I have one for the top, one for the bottom, one for the middle?" Someone like, "I only want them for the middle." Like, hey, they had okay, the routines. Buddy. I didn't care. It didn't, I'll tap uh, out, Brandon. No it problem. It didn't bother me. So. See you guys later. See you, Struddy. Have a good one. See you, buddy. Yeah. I thought I'd already said goodbye to Struddy. I thought he left like five minutes ago. Jeez, you said goodbye to him. (laughs) Holy cow. Do we have to have multiple goodbyes now? Have to have one for the top, the middle, and the bottom? Who knew? We had said, Struddy, have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. He was hanging around. Maybe out of bingo story. We'll see. Let's get to uh, the con man. (laughs) Sports Center update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Stop in right now. Subcompact Tractor Line has all the power and versatility you need to take on the toughest jobs at edmontonkubota.com.